Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back to another episode of the Believe in Minnesota Football podcast, hosted by me, Tony Liebert. Uh, you can follow me, as always, on Twitter, at Tony Liebert, and TikTok and Instagram, at Tony underscore Liebert. That is Tony, L-I-E-B-E-R-T. Um, I was thinking about whether or not I wanted to do this episode all day, but um, I decided to do a emergency podcast talking about the latest PJ Fleck hit piece, which kind of seems to become uh, to becoming an annual event, unfortunately. Uh, this time from AJ Perez of Front Office Sports. Um, like a lot of people, I just have a, a couple thoughts on the whole situation, and I have this platform to talk about, so I thought, why not? Um, so I guess just jumping right into the uh, right into the story, um, I had a few overarching thoughts um, and takeaways, um, and so right off the bat, I think the biggest takeaway from the story was the Fleck Bank so to speak. Um, So this is essentially a system that P.J. Fleck and his staff have created that allows players to get past some team rule violations if they um, were going to class or doing community service acts, like going to, um, this says, like, going to the... um, medical center with coach Fleck and my biggest question from that is why is it necessarily wrong um I think the biggest thing is they didn't tell you what any of the player violations were um the biggest one they said and mentioned was uh positive drug tests so I think it would be fair to assume that most college athletes, if they are having a positive drug test, would be marijuana, something that's now legal in Minnesota. That was not legal um, recently, until recently. And if any college athlete was doing any drugs harder than marijuana, I don't think they would be a Division I athlete. Um, So... In the grand scheme of things, if you look at it in a broader sense, PJ Flex said, if you are going to class and if you're going to the medical center and you're doing acts of community service and you have one violation for smoking weed, I'll look past it. And let me ask you, the person listening to this, why is that wrong? So that's my thoughts on it. And I have confirmed that this is an actual thing with a couple players. Um, and... In the grand scheme of things, I just am questioning why it's necessarily a bad thing. If you do good things, you have a longer leash. That's kind of just life. Um, If you're nice to people, they'll be nice to you. Big news flash. And I think that's kind of the grand... my, My takeaways from most of this is just a whole lot of nothing. In the grand scheme of things, it's just like... Wow, college football is kind of sort of like life. It's just you're under the microscope of thousands of fans. And people who don't have never played organized football are surprised how hard it is. Um, so another big takeaway that a lot of people, I think, are talking about was 
that exercised um, was used as punishment for players making mistakes. And as someone who played organized sports up until my senior year of high school, where I played two years of RC football, which was in 5A Minnesota, which is ions away from Big Ten football and drastically different than Big Ten football. Every organized sport, I think, ever has used uh, exercises punishment. There are different levels of that, obviously. But I know there were people, even on my high school football team, that had punishments such as failing a drug test or doing just things they weren't supposed to do, violating team rules, and then you have to run. And newsflash, some coaches are going to make you run until you throw up because you're playing a sport and you broke a rule and you get in trouble. In the grand scheme of things, there is obviously an extent to where that becomes inhumane. As we've seen in recent years where the NCAA has changed rules, um, there was the incident in Maryland where a player's life was unfortunately lost, and there should be limits to these things. Don't get me wrong. But learning that players have to run until they throw up and taking it as terrifying information like I saw on the worldwide web today is a bit ridiculous in my opinion um again newsflash football is a hard sport it's really competitive and it's a very physical and grueling sport that requires a lot of training and it is more physical than people I think realize it's just you're it's a hundred percent physical contact sport just all the time so you're gonna have to be in pretty good shape and if you do something wrong coaches use that as an excuse to get you in better shape um and then so another thing people are talking about which is a very funny PJ Fleck thing uh that I just thought I would mention the fact that he has people uh clap for him as he walks into a room this is something that i've been aware of for a while um i think any diehard gophers fan have has heard rumblings of it um using this as a bad thing is just kind of funny because even in high school it any person in any walk of life any leader at your job at your nine to five at your class, at your calculus class, at geometry, at uh, AP, English. Leaders are weird people. They uh, they like the attention. They like everyone on them. And the fact that PJ Flag does it in a different way doesn't make it that bad. Um, I don't. I thought it was kind of funny that this was used as such a negative thing. Whoa, a college football coach has people clap for him as he walks in. I I just don't get it. Um, I you just kind of have to smile and laugh at a, a few of these things, but um, there are a few other takeaways. I, again, I don't really want to make this episode that long because I don't really want to give that much attention to this. Um, like they mentioned, how players received a three ring binder and they were required to memorize what was in the binder on which they were tested. Um, and it says front office sport obtained several pages of the binder used by Fleck during his time at Minnesota. 
Um, and they talked about how the acronyms, which is laugh out loud funny, to be completely honest, that they think it's some heinous act that PJ Fleck has an obsession with acronyms and uses them as motivation and coaching tactics. I, I just, it's, it, it is baffling. I, I'm lost at, at words. When I was in high school, on a varsity football program in 5A level Minnesota. We won one game in our high school year, or high, senior year of high school. There there were things you had to memorize as a captain of the football team. You were reading uh, Bible verses every week, and you were uh, re- reading a book every week. There was a captain me- captain's meeting, that there'd be a book you'd read every week and you'd get tested on and all this stuff. That, that's just... That's just leadership, and that's just teaching. I don't understand why this is bad. Um, the Again, the acronyms were hilarious, and I, I think the funniest quote from the whole thing was uh, one of the unnamed players was quoted as saying, he was making us f- say, forget about yourself as an individual, the player said. I was baffled because it's not anything logical. If you forget about yourself, then who are you? Well... Again, football is the greatest team sport in the world, and it's you have the biggest team compared to really any other sport in the world. So if you're worried about yourself as an individual, you're not going to be a very good team. Um, kind of when you're c- competing as a team and you're acting as a team, you should forget about yourself as an individual because you're not going to be a very good team. And I think that's cl- that quote's been getting enough run on social media that... Um, it's been laughed about and talked about enough, but a few of the other things were the the physical and nutrition part of things, that players were rushed to return from injury, and this is a thing that's been happening forever in the history of football at every program, that coaches are going to want their best players to come back sooner than they probably should because if your best player is out, you're going to want to win a game. And you're going to say it's been six to eight weeks for your uh, little stinger. It's been seven weeks. Why, why don't you come back now? I think you're good. And they're going to uh, pepper you, and they're going to be like, all right, come back, blah, blah, blah. Happens in high school. Happens in college. Happens in D3 college. Happens in D2 college. Happens in D1 college. It happens everywhere. Acting like, again, that this is some revelation that there's this toxic cult-like culture is borderline laughable, uh, heinous, and based on very baseless claims. And I will get into it in a little bit, but overall, again, it just, if those things I just went through was the main talking points of the article, I just can't see, like, what was wrong there. Tell me what's wrong. The I could be swayed and someone telling me the Fleck Bank thing is maybe morally a little bit weird, but again, didn't break any rules. If people are nice, they get a nicer leeway. Whoa. All right. Um, so, I mean, my biggest takeaway from this I don't want to give front office sports that much buzz. And I don't want to give AJ Perez, the guy who wrote the article, that much buzz. 
But my takeaway from this is that there is a much bigger, wider issue, A, wrong with media as a whole, B, sports journalism specifically, and C, in a much more specific light, college football media right now, because, as we all know, what recently happened at Northwestern, that are acts much on the surface worse than this, um, I won't speak on any of that because I have never covered the Northwestern football program and I know much less information about what goes on there. But a guy like Mr. Perez probably saw that this is on the top of mind and he's like, ooh, I'll snoop around and see if this is happening at any other college football programs. And Mr. Perez gets based off, or he gets paid based on how many clicks he gets on his stories. That's how sports journalism works now. The publication, the author, the writers, the reporters, it's all about clicks. And I think it's just a really slippery slope with media in general right now that a lot of people are not doing thorough reporting and they're not telling the whole story because they realize if I tell half the story and get all these clicks, it means I, I get more people talking about me. I get more people talking about front office sports. A lot of people had no idea what the heck that was before the story. A lot of people had no idea who the heck AJ Perez was. And in the grand scheme of things, what is, what's a negative for AJ Perez? A bunch of one fan base in the country, Minnesota doesn't like him. Maybe a few more other Big Ten fans that are like, okay, what, what's wrong with this guy? Whoa. But thousands of people were talking about him. He had a million impressions on his article. Probably hundreds of thousands of clicks. It probably made thousands of dollars on that story. So I think there's just a much broader issue with media in general right now because... I have a bad feeling that this is going to happen a lot more. It's going to get only worse before it gets better. Um, we know that Coach Fleck has had a few things like this come out on him before, so I would assume that Mr. Perez in front office sports saw him in the Gophers program as a relatively, not easy target, but a target that made sense because there were claims already. And they basically just repeated everything that most people already knew. And, and deeper in the story, you can obviously pick it apart more. And any diehard fan that go first football, I think pretty easily could tell you who the unnamed players were. And it's just interesting when you see hundreds, if not, yeah, hundreds of former players, current players, people connected with the program all say, Blah, blah, I love P.J. Fleck. It's the program's not for everyone. Newsflash, that's mostly just life in general. Some people are going to like a job. Some people aren't going to like a job. Um, I, There's probably some teachers I had in school growing up that I don't have good things to say about them. I don't think they treated me well. But am I going on and saying they had a horrible way of running their classes? They didn't uh, help every student perfectly? And now I'm, uh, I was meant to be an astrophysicist, but they didn't help me in, uh, physics class in 10th grade. So now my life is ruined. I'm not saying that. So 
It, it just it just makes no sense. It's not complete journalism because you're not telling the whole side of the story. You're getting several former players that are unnamed tell you their thoughts about the coach and newsflash. Every program in the country has several unnamed players that don't like the coach. Whoa. It's a crazy revelation. And I it just I could guarantee and that this happens everywhere. And you could make this story about any program in the country, except maybe like Sam Houston State, just because it just went to FBS. I don't know why I said that, and I don't really agree with that. You probably could make it there too. But you get the point. So overall, kind of to wrap this up, because I, I don't think this really needed to be too long, but I think this article tells me that there is a much bigger issue that faces college football, that uh, faces sports journalism, and that faces media as a whole, because on apps, any social media, uh, journalism now is run by social media. That is what journalism is. It is run through social media. People get paid on TikTok by views and clicks and impressions. People get paid on Twitter by views and clicks and impressions. And every journalist or reporter on these websites are getting paid by views and clicks and impressions. So every journalist and every reporter are going is going to con- not every but most. You get you get the point. I'm speaking in, in tongue here, but ev- most journalists and me- most uh, reporters are going to continue to do this. We're going to see it happen more and more, and it's going to get worse before it gets better. I don't have a solution for you. That's a completely different story. But the Gophers program is not going to be the only program this happens to. So, for that reason, in the grand scheme of things, I don't think it's a really big deal for the Gophers. Um, PJ Flag is going to be the head coach at Minnesota for a long time, and I can tell you that with the utmost confidence. I can tell you that most of this story is true, but I can also tell you that there's nothing wrong with it being true because it just tells you that college football is a hard sport. And newsflash, that's not news. Um, so in the grand scheme of things, I, I think this is really not a story. I just kind of wanted to rant about why I think the story is bad for almost other programs. Because when you start saying that this is a toxic culture and this is a cult-like culture, it is horrible for programs that actually are. Because you're putting so much time and effort into trying to make claims and opinions on things that aren't really there. And it's a boy that cried wolf situation. And when you start to say things that are actually there, it's going to be hard to believe you because you're trying to tell me that this is a terrifying story that um, players working themselves until they throw up is this horrible, horrible thing. And players getting injuries and wanting to stop playing football after they don't get the playing time they want to is a horrible, horrible thing because there are much horrible, worse things that probably go on in college football. And I just want those things to get the attention they need. And when you release stories like this, it turns the light away from stories like that. And that is just a not, that is a very slippery place to be when it comes to college football reporting, 
sports reporting and reporting in general, as someone who just graduated college with a degree in journalism, it is just a not, journalism is not in a very good place right now for those reasons. Um, there are just things in general that people are talking about that don't need to be talked about right now, and there are things that people aren't talking about that need to be talked about right now. I'm not here to tell you what those are. I'm here to tell you and talk to you about college football. Um, I just wanted to rant about that. Clearly had some opinions on it. I'm not going to talk about this anymore throughout the season. You don't have to worry about it. You can listen to this if you want to, obviously. That's just how things work. But I'm only going to be talking about Gophers football going forward, not whatever this nonsense was. And the season's close. I'm excited for the season. There's no reason not to be excited for the season. I appreciate you all for listening. And as always, row the boat, Sky Uma, and go Gophers. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.